Welcome to Abiding in Christ. Acts 17.28 says, In Christ we live and move and have our being. This program is designed to instill in you that all your needs are met when you put Jesus Christ first in your life. Listen now to the Holy Spirit as a Bible teacher and host, Leisha Cantrell, reveals the Word of God. The Prayer of Agreement. And again I say unto you that If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Matthew 18, 19. And this is correlated, of course, with with or without verse 20. But verse 20 tells us another factor of the power of the prayer of agreement is that where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of you. So... When you um, pray the prayer of agreement, which is particularly the marriage prayer, uh, and it can be the family, it can be um, a committee at church um, to come into agreement, that there are very strict guidelines on the prayer of agreement because it must be that each person has equal leverage and and um, bears the burden or the weight of how this comes out. So coming into agreement means you must have um, an equal interest in this. It must affect you equally, which is why it's typically um, the prayer of agreement used in marriage. And then also it can be discipline in the church in some way, but each has to have to come into agreement. Um, or those that, if you're... If you're in a particular situation where you're governed by someone like parents governing children, then the parent has that authority over the children. So authority can enter into the matter, but it is a prayer of agreement. So there's many other prayers. There's no reason to, you know, to try to get from this particular prayer what can be needed in other situations. That's why it has, over the years, just been understood as the marriage prayer. Um, and the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Romans eight twenty six through 27. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And in Romans ten seventeen, it's talking about not just the whole Godhead, although that's there, but in regard to what Christ came to teach us, because that's where we came into having the word of God in a way where we had freedom to respond because he paid the price for sin. He is the door to the sheepfold. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We stand on God's word. We always come back to God's word because, uh, as Peter says, as newborn babes desire the the, uh, sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. He doesn't mean just that um, you'll always be a baby Christian, but as a a new Christian, in essence, your life and death situation, you have to have your mind renewed by the Word of God. Paul tells us in 
Romans 12, 1 and 2, is that um, not to be conformed to the world because don't be in a society of people where, as again it comes back to Psalm 1, walk not in the counsel of the wicked. So you have to guard yourself because they have allowed themselves, uh, original sin has brought on them a situation and they are living and walking in the ways of the flesh without the reasoning of the Holy Spirit. It is all sense knowledge. It is the lust of the flesh, which means um, the the, um, the carnal faculties, the regular faculties of this life without the reasoning and teaching of the Holy Spirit, the movement of the Holy Spirit. So we stand on God's word because our minds have to be renewed. Do not conform to this uh, life or to the people around you, to those who uh, have a worldly influence, a carnal from the kingdom of darkness, but be, let your mind be renewed by the word of God. Our spirits are quickened to God. Our soulish realm has to be governed by the spirit. We understand Holy Spirit through the word of God as he moves through the word of God and teaches us his ways. So we stand on God's word and instead of looking at the storm or being influenced by those around us, uh, we face it um, as Paul did in Acts 27:25. I believe God and it shall be even as it was told me. The opposition will relent and the answer will come. We stand our ground. God's word works. Our trust is not in our ability to manipulate and access God's power to apply it to our situation, but in God and his word. We are not in control. That's what the natural faculties um, provide as a, an attempt, where Satan says, no, you won't, you won't die if you eat of the fruit. You will, you'll know good and evil. He was, you know, use, he was twisting you know, the truth, turn it around, be so that he could get us alienated from God. And he, after that, began to rule mankind through the fear of death so that they they would um, bite into his ways. Because if we are, you, if you don't do this, you'll die kind of thing. Um, that's how he has manipulated mankind over the centuries. So our trust is not in our ability to manipulate and access God's power to apply it to our situation, but our faith in God and his word. That's what restores us back to transcend the natural realm and to have power over it. We seek God's will above what we want at any certain time. We look to him even though our natural faculty will say this is an impossible situation. Um, There's no way out. You're not going to live through this. Things will not work out. That is what the natural senses will say, and that's where Satan will come in, and it's through the soulish realm that he rules mankind. But if we're connected to God in the Spirit, then we transcend the natural realm. We have the Holy Spirit um, putting everything in perspective. We seek God's will at any certain time, and that's the attitudes of our hearts through which we can proceed to faith for what we pray for. Everything is in the context of the knowledge that God has a plan. Our prayers are important as 
Holy Spirit works in us with hidden influences to get us into agreement with God's will. That is the solid rock of our salvation. This rock is Jesus. He is always present to rest in our hearts and our souls in exchange so that he protects us from false notions and brings us into agreement in accordance with his will. So, Father God, we place today, tomorrow, and all the days of our life in full confidence in your care and keeping. We would not exchange our trust in you for a title deed to the whole world. Hebrews 11.1 1 gives a definition and a description of what faith does for us. It makes things hoped for as real as if we already had them, and it provides unshakable evidence that the unseen spiritual blessings of Christianity are absolutely certain and real. Faith is the evidence of things not seen, not yet revealed to the senses. Our faith not only gives us hope for the future, but helps us to face the present. It is the evidence of things that are done now that are not seen, where our senses just don't pick it up. We have it by our unity with the Holy Spirit, which brings us to having the eye of faith. Things hoped for involve future hopes. The evidence of things not seen involves present realities which are unseen. The hoped-for blessings include the future hope of the resurrection. The evidence of things not seen involves the return of our Lord Jesus Christ and the future glorification of the saints. It also involves unseen realities such as forgiveness of sin through Christ's sacrifice, his power to help us live the Christian life, and the present intercession of Christ in heaven. These are present realities, though unseen, except by the eye of faith. Jesus Christ is our intercessor at the right hand of the Father, and Holy Spirit intercedes along with us and for us, within us. As our intercessor at the right hand of the Father, Jesus Christ intercedes for us according to his omniscience. In other words, he's, he, he's all-knowing. And he intercedes for something that we ask, and he is going to deal with this in the context of his omniscience and his omnipotence, with it, which is all-knowing, all-powerful. So then we have to have faith because he's going to do this beyond what is revealed to the senses. And he does it in the context of his atonement. We stand righteous before God because of Jesus Christ, but we're joint heirs with him. So we can't do this on our own. He is interceding for us and bringing to bear the grace of the atonement. He prays for us as our judge, good shepherd, advocate, and the sovereign God of the universe. He presents our prayers to Father God under the conditions of his will, his shaping of our character, and his provision through Calvary. Holy Spirit intercedes for us in addition to Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Second Timothy 3.15 From your childhood you have had a knowledge of and been acquainted with the sacred writings which are 
able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation which comes through faith in Christ Jesus, through the leaning of the entire human personality on God in Christ Jesus and absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. He instructs and gives you the understanding for salvation, which comes through faith in Jesus Christ and through the leaning of the entire human personality on God in Christ Jesus, in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom and goodness, instead of knowing specifically how this is going to work out and yes or no type of thing, we have faith and our leaning of our entire personality on him in trust, confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. And then we have peace that passes all understanding. Praying in Christ's name means coming in prayer on the basis of Jesus' merits, not ours. Christ's full name is the Lord Jesus Christ, which means Jehovah, the Savior, God's anointed. Anointed to do in our lives whatever he pleases. We don't have that anointing except by being yoked with him. So the power, the anointing to get something done, it comes in our being yoked with Jesus. Grace and peace to you. Many people like to get a fast response for prayer requests. So I'm giving you my post office box number so that you can send a letter and make a prayer request or send a donation that way. Write to Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, P.O. Box 460512, Denver, Colorado, 80246. You may also listen to the programs again and download them, as well as find contact information on 670kltt.com on the weekday program guide. Click on Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, and you'll be right there at my website. Thank you for joining me weekly here at Abiding in Christ Ministries for Kingdom, Covenant, and Mediator.